Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode two of the Broadway Beat Podcast. My name is Mitch Wisniewski, and I am your host. I just, before we get started with today's episode, I want to say thank you to everyone who listened to episode one with uh, the Lightning Thieves, Kristen Stokes. It was so much fun to record. She's such a sweetheart. Uh, we got so much love. There was a girl on Twitter who live tweeted her listening to the episode, which was amazing. So thank you guys so much. Uh, for your support and hope for your continued support. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud at Broadway Beat Podcast and on iTunes now. So that's really, that's exciting. If you search Broadway, you have to scroll through a bunch of them. If you search Broadway Beat, you can find it. All right, so let's get into today's episode. Today I have Lauren Marcus on the podcast with me. Hello! You've seen her in Be More Chill <laughs> and in Barrington Stages Company, which is super exciting right now. She's a singer. She records her own music, which is amazing. And mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, she's very happy to be on the show. So welcome, Lauren. Welcome, welcome to me. Thank you. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. All right. Well, let's get into the news this week because it has been okay. a crazy week in terms of it- news. Crazy, actually, 10-day period because of our... crazy month. It's been insane. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, since we last recorded this show, there's been a lot of stuff that has happened. Um, so we're going to start with uh, The Great Comet closing. Natasha mm. Pierre and The Great Comet of 1812 has ended its Broadway run at the Imperial <laughs> Theater on September 3rd. The musical, which received two 2017 Tony Awards and a whopping 12 Tony nominations, the most of any show this season, uh, it played 32 previews and 336 regular performances by the time of its closing. Lauren? Yes. How do you feel about the great comedy closing? I feel sad that that show closed. I feel like um, a bit of a jerk because I actually didn't see it on Broadway. I saw it... Um, Back in the day at Ars Nova, oh, uh, cool. when it first, first, first ran. Um, and it was absolutely amazing then and like very different than a lot of things I'd seen. And um, I mean, I, I I know a bunch of people who were in the show and I heard the most amazing things about it. And I'm sad. I'm sad I didn't get to see it for myself. <laughs> and I'm sad for the show and the people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really is one of those shows that uh, I think it's going to, I mean, we're, we're obviously sad that it's closing, but I think it's really going to live on. It's one of those shows oh, that yeah. has affected, you know, online in such a way that it's like, it's not dead at all. No, no. And it's it's so, it's so unique too. I feel like it's one of those, like, you'll hear a song from it in 10 years and be like, I know what that is. I know, I know what that's from, and I bet we're about to see like a flurry of shows and musicals that are um, similar, kind of in style. Yeah, that's what I think. It kind of like broke ground on that on that style. It was just so unique and different that like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that opening number so much. I. It's just so smart <laughs> to do like a twelve days of Christmas like thing. Yeah. Just run down to the characters because it's. I mean, it's War and Peace. If anyone took literature in high school or and read any kind of Russian literature. Those characters are confusing and complicated. And we had to, um, I did a, a benefit for Ars Nova where a group of us did kind of a cut version of that opener and it took forever to learn. <laughs> <laughs> it was so scary to sing that. And it was in front of the original cast too. So uh, we were like, don't mess up. That's so scary. Which, which one did you do? Um, I did Anatole is Hot and it was cool because I was playing my uke and so we kind of did this we like slowed down the tempo and did this weird like singer songwritery vibe for oh, it cool. and it was funny I, I heard someone a couple of people in the cast laugh and i was like yeah that's cool <laughs> that's so cool yeah. 
All right, so the Great Comet has closed, and we're very sad. But there is some big casting news on Broadway this yes. week. This week was a huge week for casting announcements. Some major star power has just joined the upcoming Broadway revival of Carousel. Betsy yes. Wolf, who is currently mm-hmm. starring as Jenna and Waitress, will take on the role of Carrie Pipperidge, appearing yeah. along, and appearing alongside her will be Alexander. Jimnani. I googled that this morning. I'm still not saying it right. Good for you. I don't even know. I like if I had to guess, I'd, I'd panic. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yes. That was perfect. Uh, he will be playing Enoch Snow and Margaret Collin as Miss Mullen. The spring 2018 production will star Tony Winnie Jesse Mueller as Julie Jordan, uh, Tony Ooh. nominee Joshua Henry as Billy Bigelow, and Renee yes. Fleming as Nettie Fowler. Opening night is set for April 12th at the Imperial Theater. I think the marquee is already up, and it looks really, really cool. Oh, did you see um, the art? It's gorgeous. It's so pretty. Yeah. It's so pretty. I, I really, really love it. And tickets go on sale September 9th, which might be today? Is it tomorrow? I've lost all track of <laughs> I think it, they're either today or tomorrow. Uh, oh, wait, no, I just typed today is September 8th, so they go on to sale tomorrow. <laughs> Get them. It looks like a cool, cool production. I love that. It's one of my top two shows. I love that show. I'm really excited for this. I'm not uh, super, super familiar, but I'm excited <gasps> to see it. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, it's, I'm, it's a, no, it's okay. I'm excited for you. Yeah, I'm excited because people, I feel like, especially with Betsy Wolf and Jesse Miller, who had such a big turn on Waitress and then Betsy Wolf and Falsettos. I think it's really going to bring Carousel, which is kind of an older musical. It's a classic musical, Rodgers and Hammerstein. Yeah. Uh, it's going to bring it to a new audience, which is really exciting. It's cool. And I feel like, I mean, Jesse Mueller definitely has done um, a lot of classical, like she did Into the Woods and On a Clear Day and, and all that. But I feel like this is her first like big, big show, which is a, a, a revival, you know? Yeah. So um, that's really cool. I think she's going to be a, an amazing Julie Jordan. Yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's, it just, I mean, with that cast, how could it not be such, it's, it's intense. Show. It's an intense show in every <laughs> sense of that word. So, well, speaking of another intense show with an intense performer, three time Tony Award recipient Bernadette Peters will step into the Broadway revival of Hello Dolly, taking over the role of Dolly Gallagher Levi from Bette Midler. She will begin performances in the production, which won the Tony for Best Revival of a Musical. On January 20th, 2018, Bette Midler will take her final bow on January 14th. The show will go dark between Midler's last performance and Peters' start. Additionally, Victor Garber uh, will play, will join Peters, assuming the role of Horace Vandergelder from Tony winner David Hyde Pierce. Uh, tickets go on <laughs> sale, I believe, today, which is Saturday. We record this on Friday. So get your tickets for that. Bernadette Peters. I mean, I want to see everyone. I didn't see Bette Midler. I need to see her, clearly. But I also really wanted to see Bernadette. And I want to see Donna Murphy. I want yeah. to see them all. You're going to see them all, $3. Three dollars. <laughs> That's just such a fun show. Um, they'll probably have more casting news coming because... Uh, oh, actually, I think they just did an People are leaving. People are leaving. It's a, it's a transitional time right now. Yeah, Taylor's going into Dear Evan Hansen. Yes. Taylor Trench. And then I saw uh, someone's taking over his role from London, right? Yeah, I was I uh-huh. I saw that last night when I was um mm-hmm. I think it's someone who's making their Broadway debut, which is really that's exciting. So cool. Very very fun. Um yeah, yeah, it's just it's that's a show that deserves Bernadette Peters. Like that's a that's a role that will she will slay in all senses of the Did words. you see it? Uh I've seen productions of it. Me too. Uh, me too. I haven't yeah. seen this one. I haven't Oof. seen this one, but I'm sure it's going to be it's going to be great. I've, yeah, I've only heard 
really good things. I talked to a lot of people who were at the first preview and they said it was like the most insane night they ever spent <laughs> in a theater. <laughs> so, well, it's like, it's one of those shows where like, it's kind of a, a, a st- it's like one of those star vehicle shows where it's like, the story is great, but the story really depends on having someone who is amazing in the lead role. And I yeah. think that's, oh, that's, I mean, that's Bernadette Peters. Yeah. Okay. Oh God. She's, she's good. She's okay. No, she's just okay. We don't we don't like she's her that fine. much. No. <laughs> so there's been some big tour news as well. Uh, the first piece of tour news is that Broadway cast members Adriana Hicks, Carla R. Stewart, and Carrie Compare will lead the national tour of The Color Purple as Celie, Suge Avery, and Sophia, respectively. The touring production of the Tony Award-winning musical revival, directed by Tony winner John Doyle, will kick off at the Proctor's Theater in Schenectady, New York on October 7th before continuing to additional cities across the country. I know Carla. I did a show with Carla. Oh, did you? What show did you do? We did Little Shop together. She's incredible. Her voice is insane. Yeah. Have you, have you seen the, uh, the color purple that revival? I did. I saw it and I saw Carla in it. She wasn't playing should that night. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was the first time I'd ever seen it and I didn't know any of the music. I mean, it was absolutely Gorgeous. I definitely cried a lot that well, night. People across America are soon going to be crying. I, I I've heard so. it's one of those one shows that just makes you just bawl. Yes. I really want a pair of those pants, too, that she makes. I think they're so cool. <laughs> the movie or do you, like she yeah. makes pants. They're really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of shows across America that will make you cry, over 50 cities will get to see the Tony Award-winning musical Dear Evan Hansen. Woo-hoo! The upcoming national tour of the show will play Chicago, Los Angeles, Buffalo, New York, Charlotte, North Carolina, and many more cities that have been not been announced at this time. As previously announced, the two-year tour will kick off at the Denver Center for the Performing Arts in October of 2018. More updates will come soon, as well as casting when it is announced. We'll keep you guys updated with all that information. That's, that's a, I don't, I, I mean, it's that's a lot a, of news. It's a lot of news. It's a lot yeah. of big things that have happened. It's big. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a big week. Listen, good. That means a lot of people get jobs. Yeah, <laughs> number one. A lot of tours, a lot of jobs. Have you yeah. ever done a national tour? I haven't, you know, and I, for a while I was super interested in that. Um, but now it's like I'm probably the world's worst traveler, truly. I, <laughs> I don't like it. I pack way too much. And now I'm like, I think the time has passed. It would have to be a really, really incredible role for me to subject myself and anyone else to me on the road. <laughs> so. What are some of your traveling pet peeves? Oh, God. Okay. Well, with myself, it's just that I pack too much. I'm always carrying too much stuff. Oh, me too. Yeah, for sure. I don't like that. I don't like that traveling wears you out for no reason because all you're doing is sitting there. And I can never, <laughs> I like, I think I've pinned it down to I think that it's like mentally you're just taking in so many new things. I don't like that. And, um, I don't like that I always somehow spill food on myself while I'm traveling. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. That's true. Are you a road tripper? Or are you a, like, if you had to, would you road trip or would you fly? I would fly. A hundred percent. I would fly. My husband's scared of flying though. So, mm. so I would fly. I'd probably make him fly. <laughs> <laughs> I used to fly. I flew uh, back and forth from New York to Chicago a bunch, but, uh, I mean, I just flying, I'm a tall person. I'm six foot two, oh. six foot three. Flying does not, 
I'm an actual foot shorter than you. I'm five two, <laughs> so like that doesn't bother me at, at all. Yeah. See, I'm always jealous of those people because I can just like I saw once saw a woman on a plane curled up, like she was curled up. She had a blanket. She looked so comfortable. I was like, I. <laughs> Never been more jealous of another human being. I can't sleep. I can't sleep on a plane, though, to save my soul. Oh, okay. That's annoying. But I can curl up, yeah. One of the first times, actually, I listened to the Great Comet soundtrack on one of my flights because it was like two hours from New York to Chicago, and I was like, that's perfect. I'll just listen to the soundtrack. <laughs> my friend had been telling me to listen to it. And that's a soundtrack that gets really quiet and then really loud. <laughs> so I had this giant yeah. jet engine going behind me, so I turned my phone all the way up, like the volume. And then the, just the the violins and the cellos, they kind of destroyed my ears on that flight. Yeah, I'm sure everyone really liked it, too, on the flight. <laughs> <laughs> I had my headphones in, so I was okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. But good. just me, like, jerking because I was terrified oh. of the noise. Yes. That people probably didn't like that too much. <laughs> yeah, so it was a huge news week on Broadway. There's uh, been plenty more stories. If we did not talk about a story that you guys wanted us to talk about, please uh, tweet the story at, at me, and I will get to it next week. Uh, my Twitter is at BeWayBeatPodcast. Be the word way beat podcast. Um, let's get into some fan questions. Yeah. <laughs> the I'm first ready. one comes from at oops dot there dot goes dot my social life. There's dots between these <laughs> words. But it's heard, okay. Uh, says, hey, Lauren. Um, <laughs> I first heard that as I, Lauren, and I was like, the pirate writing? I. She's like a pirate. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite part he, about playing Brooke? Oh, man. There were a lot of things I loved, loved, loved about playing Brooke, but I, I maintain that the funniest thing to come out of it is like, I just was, um, I don't know if I was too lazy or I just like to have beverages near me, but all through the rehearsal process and like a reading we did before we even started rehearsing actual production, I always had iced coffee with me. Mm-hmm. And somehow that ended up in the show. Like if you look <laughs> at a lot of the promo pictures, I'm holding this fake iced coffee and it just became a character. And like anything I did somehow, like I would, my sweaters would always kind of be, I don't know if it is like off the shoulder and, um, it ended up as Brooke and I think it's, and then I just played it to the extreme. And so that was, those are, those are two of my favorite things. Um, <laughs> That all my, my my own personal weirdnesses kind of made their way. In it's there. so funny too because like I feel like it's a show about high school. There's always one girl in high school in a giant sweater with oh, a yeah. giant iced coffee, and her phone screen is like always cracked. And like, yeah, oh yeah, she's a, she's a, she's an absolute mess, kind of in a really sweet way. Like yeah. she's always the phone, the girl who's like, oh, I get, my, I get a new phone. Like my phone just broke, and then like two weeks later, she gets a new phone, and then her like, has a constant Dunkin' iced coffee with her. <laughs> She's a little bit like too weak and tired to like pull her sweater up or yeah. to like <laughs> keep her phone in her hand without dropping it. Yeah. Yeah, that seems like Brooke. Yeah. Oh, I love that. She's exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> At uh, underscore born underscore two underscore believe asks mm-hmm. uh, who was your favorite cast member to work with? Presumably on Be More Chill, but also you can answer for company. Oh, for both? Oh, okay. Be more chill. Be more chill is a tough one because I can't think of very many times when I've worked with a cast where everyone has gotten along so well. We truly just like loved hanging out with each other. Um, I really got along. I got along with everyone, truly. I really loved everyone. But I feel like my Caitlin Carlson and I, I feel like had a special bond because we were playing Chloe and Brooke. So we were always together. We, um, 
we're always kind of like mapping out our accessories and things we were going to do together. And also like, I wouldn't call either of us dancers. And like <laughs> the first couple of days, Chase Brock, our choreographer, who is absolutely amazing, you know, he gave us this little, um, intro combo when we're during on and like, I think anybody else could have gotten it more quickly. Um, <laughs> and we just like would practice it over and over and over again. Um, and so I, I really loved working with her on that one, but everyone was awesome. Seriously. That's great. What about company? Company. Now company. So it's companies also, I feel like we all get along pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's a couple of people. So I live with, um, Nora Shell, who's playing Marta. And since we live together and we ride over there together, I think we've gotten pretty close. Um, and then also there's, a God, everyone's so nice. This is kind of a hard question. Um, it's also hard because you're in the middle of company right now. And then if anyone yeah, listens, like, oh, I'm not yeah, your favorite. You, I'm not your you favorite. They listen. <laughs> you're like, cool. Great. Um, uh, you didn't like us as much as to be more chill. Yeah. No, it's totally, it's totally different. I do. Um, and, uh, I'm trying to think who I like everyone for a different reason. There's an actress named Jane Fitch in this, who I just think is like, I don't know if she knows this. Maybe if she heard this, but I just think she's like the absolute coolest. Like I want to be her. She, I feel like she does everything and she's so calm and like never shows if she's freaking out about anything. And I think she's so cool. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this next one comes from it's a, it's another slew of questions from George Salad Bar. You know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they George they just add guys. Oh they ask God. really good questions. Shout out to George Salad Bar for asking. I can't even good questions. It's a great username, right? Oh, I'm yeah. So it's jealous. really 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 good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they want to know what is your best cheesy pickup line. My best cheesy pickup line. I'm not sure I've ever. <sighs> personally used a pickup like used on me or like yeah like what's is there a horrible experience that you've had where you're just like this person is the worst and they use this line on me and i wanted to push them into a river (laughs) (laughs) um once i mean i feel like it's a thing with like musical theater writer i'm married to a musical theater writer but i also feel like it's a thing where musical theater writers like use that to try to like to try to pick you up. Oh, like I'm um, a, I'm a like, musical theater writer. Yeah, not like a full line, but it just kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm a writer, like musical theater. It's like cool, great. We're all doing that here. Um, I'm sorry. When I, you're I literally a in a theater, line. like a studio writing theater together, and they're like, oh, exactly. I'm a writer. It's like, great. Like, we all are. I got that. We all are, dude. Um, <laughs> So I'm sorry, it's not a specific line, but I think that's always pretty funny. Um, okay, this one is also from George Salibar. Since Be More Chill <laughs> deals with high school, what were you like in high school? Oh my God. I was not like Brooke at all. Okay. Um, I, I was, I'm really, I'm one of those like shy extroverts, I guess. So it's mm-hmm. like very, very shy, but put me in the right situation and I kind of like won't shut up. Okay. <laughs> but it takes me a while to get there. So I was a theater kid. Um, I was probably a lot more like Christine uh, in Be More Chill. Um, You're from Illinois. Did you do a speech at all? Because that's big in No, okay. no. And I didn't even like know that that was a thing. But apparently that's a big thing. It's huge um, in Illinois. I did it growing up. No. So <laughs> that's why I'm sh- – shout out to speech. Um, shout out to speech. Yeah, it's like, it's um, like no. theater, but it's – Worse because it's very competitive. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I've, I've, I've heard, and I also just saw the show speech and debate for the first time. So I was oh, like, oh, yeah. God, this is a weird thing. 
Um, it is. It very much is. There were like a thousand kids per grade in my high school. And um, it was one of those high school where like this school excelled at everything. So I just kind of like took to theater and that was my thing. But honestly, I didn't have a ton of confidence. And so it makes me kind of sad to think about myself in high school. Oh. I was fine, but it was just like not really a fully formed human quite yet. <laughs> I wish you could go your, back. Like, and... little tank forming. Yeah, yeah. I wore a hoodie a lot. Like I just hid in my hoodie. That was my, <laughs> my thing. Dumb. Here's the thing, though. Really I feel dumb. like people who are really like ex- incredibly confident in high school, like that's like kind of they terrifying. Peak. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> no, wait. What were you gonna say? I was what just gonna say terrifying? it's terrifying because it's like, how can you have so much? How can you be so fully formed? In who you I are. I have no idea where that where that confidence. Good for them. True. Yeah. Well, I hope they don't peak. Actually, I actually it's a good I read thing. a, a th- I read confident. some a post online or it was a tweet or something and it was like people who have so much confidence early on in their life is like the reason they have that is because they've like reincarnated so many times that like uh, if you believe in reincarnation it's because like if someone has like reincarnated a bunch more times they're more familiar with the world and they can like handle it better right off the bat. Oh my God, then I've never been reincarnated ever because (laughs) I can't even, I, any, I always say I hate starting things. I hate starting school. I hate starting rehearsal, Mm -hmm. any new job. I'll I'll like eventually be good at it, but I need about two weeks to become acclimated or I'm out of control. I think that's why I do theater because I need a rehearsal process. (laughs) (laughs) Need it. No, I like that too. I like how you can just come in and then like, you know, like that no one knows each other on the first day, but you know, you guys are all going to be close. Like by the end of it. I love that process about theater. Do you? Oh God, it scares me. I don't know oh, why really? the first week I'm just, yeah, the first week I just like, I can't like really talk. I'm scared to go out. I don't know. I'm kind of <laughs> weird. Maybe I'm not that different than I was in high school. I don't know. <laughs> uh, do, so you did theater in high school. Do you have any weird high school theater stories? Yes. I mean, I don't even have to think about that. Let me see. Um, so we did a lot of shows in high school. Um, okay. Yep. Here's one. Humiliating. Um, we did the miracle worker and I was playing. So did Kristen. Literally. Did she really? Yeah. This is. Who did she play? Uh, she played, uh, uh, what is it? Um, the main character. I just totally blanked about it. Or Helen. Helen. Yeah. She played Helen. She she told the whole story about how she went full, full method and like walked around her house with a blindfold. And oh Jesus. I played Mrs. Keller. So Helen's mom. Uh, Clearly upset. I didn't get Annie Sullivan, but fine. We'll let that go. Um, (laughs) But um, one day we were taking, we were getting notes from our director and the girl playing Helen. I will never forget this. She just, we were all in like rehearsal skirts and character shoes. She turns around in the middle of the note session and just pulls my skirt down in front of everyone. <laughs> and I like, what? I remember, I will still remember I was wearing like yellow underwear with flowers that day. It's so embarrassing. And then I, I just stopped and I screamed at her. I said, Sam, why did you do that? And she went, I don't know. Cool. That's so weird. Isn't that awful? (laughs) Like, why would she do that? Truly, truly terrible. Like everyone. Yeah. Makes me, she, she never gave me a good answer. I don't know why. That she just kind of like felt like she felt the urge to pants me, to pants you in a, character skirt <laughs> to pants me in a character skirt That's- yeah and like everyone oh my god everyone saw it yeah yeah you well know. 
Thanks, Sam. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Sam. Um, I'm trying to think. I did Bye Bye Birdie like maybe nine million times. Okay. Um, so I, my first show ever was in junior high, though. I played Cam and then I played Rosie in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I Is was there a in, show that was really out there? Like we, I mean, I said this last week, but there's sometimes you get in the high school theater and you're just like, why? They announce the season and you're like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing well, like, this? Well, the is first a weird show. show. They would do that. Like the first play I did, there was The Skin of Our Teeth, which is kind of like a weird show. I mean, it's a classic, but it's mm-hmm. out there for like a 14-year-old freshman in high school. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a lead in that, which was devastating at the time, which is so stupid. I know. When you're like a freshman, you're like, why am I not the lead? Yes, I was the lead in middle school. Why am I not the lead? <laughs> and then you realize so there's stupid. full like 18-year-old adult people who are also auditioning for it with you. Exactly. It's like, it's okay. Um. And then we did My Favorite Year, uh, which mm-hmm. is like kind of a little known musical. And then, of course, I moved away and they did Les Mis the next year. Oh. I was like, thanks, guys. Thanks a lot for that. Um, we did Working. I don't know if you know that show. It's a, All of these musicals were kind of weird, but I love that show. Um, and actually now uh, one of the writers on it was Craig Carnelia, and I take his acting class now. Oh, cool. so funny to think about being like 15 and, you know, singing about building a house and then (laughs) (laughs) uh he won't he'll never let me um i i asked him once if i could sing one of his songs and he was like no he doesn't like that oh really (laughs) i i don't know i love him he's a great teacher that's totally up to me if i wrote a song that someone was saying i'd be like yes sing it to me sing it to me now forever like forever until the end of time (laughs) i fangirled very hard on him though because i first met him um maybe this is about three or four years ago on a writing program that took place at Northwestern. So that was the only okay. time I've been back to Chicago since I moved. And so I was just, I went up to him. I was like, I am, I'm such a big fan of, um, <laughs> is there life after high school? I don't know if you know that show. It's really good. Um, and he was kind of taken aback by that, I think, but very lovely <laughs> about it. Okay. Um, we talked about this a little bit uh, earlier, but what was this? Also comes from George Salandbar. Uh, yeah. What was Brooke like to you? Like, how did Brooke think and not just act? Brooke, I started. I definitely feel like I started talking a bit more like Brooke, and I've probably kept a couple of her mannerisms. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brooke very much to me felt like um, a hippie, like kind of a modern day hippie. Um. I don't know if she is the absolute sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> um, and so I kind of like let that take over a little bit that she just goes more on instinct. Um, and she, she's, she has a lot of feelings too. And so she's, I feel like she's just much more um, immediately emotional as opposed to mulling over things <laughs> mentally, I guess, in a giant way. Um and she's very needy. I think she just kind of wants like immediate um, validation or from everyone she meets, or if not validation, just like an emotional response. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is there anyone that you? Is there any like role or person out there that you kind of like modeled? Like you looked to Brooke and were like, I kind of want to channel this person. I. Mm, oh my god, we did at the time. I feel like I feel like it was like maybe an Olsen twin mixed with um Darn, who was definitely one of the Olsen twins was like a model. <laughs> Just having things like draped off of her. Um 
and I then love also them. Like a, the, there's so many like weird paparazzi shots of the Ol- of the Olsen twins just like wrapped in blankets with like Starbucks. Yes. That's yeah, that that definitely big inspiration there. <laughs> big inspiration. Like it's so cold. I just need to be wrapped with my coffee. Um and then um I, she feels a little bit too like um I wouldn't say she was modeled after that, but she has like a Gretchen Wieners quality as okay. well from Mean Girls. Because uh, she's like kind of the second in command and the beta, constantly trying to rise in status in some way. Although she knows where her place is as well. <laughs> Gretchen Wieners from Mean Girls, which is Wieners. also coming to Broadway. That's exciting. Yeah. You, have you seen? They just released their promo pictures for that. Did you see I those? I did see it. It looks really yeah. cool. It, it looks, does. Um, they're on like iPhones, which I was like, okay, that's cool. They're going to bring so, it kind of look to. Look at that. Modern times, which is, I mean, it's not that, like, it's not modern. God, that's so funny to think, though, because, no, it was, like, 2003, 2004. That wasn't quite a thing yet. No, yeah. it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I think it was still, like, it was, I, no, I, iPhone might have been out, but, like, it wasn't popular. No, um, but you know what's weird? I saw that movie in the theater, um, and my last name is Marcus, and this is this sounds fake. Uh, the Lowe's Theater had a promotion for one month where anyone with the first or last name Marcus could see movies for free because his name <laughs> is Marcus Lowe. I know it sounds fake. It sounds a hundred percent fake. It That's sounds incredible. like some sort of promotion from like seventy years ago or something. Yeah. Um, so my whole family went to see Mean Girls for free <laughs> at a Lowe's Theater together. <laughs> That's so nice. That that, How does, weird. that sounds like a. Completely 100% fake promotion. It sounds, it sounds 100% fake. I, my friend sent me the, the website with that info and I walked up and I was like, hello, my last name is Marcus. And they like, I mean, you signed the thing, you went in, but there were no other good movies. There was okay. like some movie about Ben Stiller and poop. I'm not kidding. Okay. Um, <laughs> but Mean Girls was good. That was worth yeah. it. <laughs> Okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> that's such a great story. <laughs> so right. weird. Um, ooh, here's a good one. Go-to karaoke song? Okay. I Do you do a lot of karaoke? Hate, no. Okay. I hate karaoke. I have to be really, really drunk, to be honest, yeah. uh, to do karaoke. <laughs> but if I do, I like singing Son of a Preacher Man. Okay. Um, That's a good one. And I haven't done it in a long time but i feel like i'd start doing things that people don't even know like there's this song called brand new key by melanie safka i probably would start doing obscure material um <laughs> expand people's I'd, like musical repertoire while it's karaoke night ex- exactly i might do like a taylor swift now song now you, okay fun. the the new one have you heard it i have the, uh, Are we about to have differing opinions? No, no, no. Like I it? don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you I've feel about it. it. You've heard it. Uh, we, I don't feel great about it. You don't look. What we, look are we talking about? Look what you made me do. Or the there's because yeah. there's a new new one. It's oh, I haven't heard the new one. Ready for it? It's really like it's a very like bass heavy like kind of pump up song, which is interesting. I for haven't. Taylor Swift. I um, haven't heard it, and I have to tell you, I I love her, and I think she's a really good songwriter. So the look what you made me do just kind of made me bummed out because I think she's a better writer than that. Yeah. Um, but I understand how it's catchy. I do understand how it would start to. I, I wouldn't be shocked if I ended up feeling differently about it soon. <laughs> but she's such like I was listening to um songs off of red today and those songs are great you yeah. know 1989 too like undeniably good and catchy and yeah oh, i didn't I'll, like look what you made me do until i watched the video for it and then it just kind I of i like the video all, i did i thought the video was very smart 
and very like entertaining. And she was like, I'm just going to own all this stuff. When she, when the, it's like the second or the third like new shot when it's just, she's on like the throne of snakes. Yes. I was like, this yes, is. Yes, yes. See, and, and in some way, I just wanted that to be the entire thing, just to be like her like owning that like snake thing. The whole time. Know. Yeah, like the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do I like, like her. I do, I do like her. I'm a, yeah, I'm a big fan. My first, um, one of my first concerts was Taylor Swift. And I remember. Are you kidding? Vividly, yeah, because it was, they had a parent drop off. Like, they had a specifically designated area where I went when I was, like, I was super young. I think I was, like, 12. Um, and I they had, like, a specifically designated. And there was just all these, like, this crowd of, like, 12-year-olds. Did you go that yourself? Around. No, no. My, we went for oh. my older sister's birthday. No. Oh. Yeah, it was at. Like, it was at they uh, just dropped Soldier. you off on your <laughs> No, no. It was at Soldier Field. There's no way I could have gotten there by myself and, in cool. Chicago. But yeah, it was huge, and we, had, we were like top row, and there was like like people who were watching from their apartment balconies had a better view oh than my us. God. But it was still, it was like it was. I think it might have been, it was it might have been the red tour, or it was maybe might have been the one before that. But it was. I've never seen her live. It that was incredible. Sounds really fun though. Yeah, it was. It was. It was fun. It's a, there was fireworks at the end. It was a. She's a good. She's a good concert to see. Yeah, I um, I, I would I agree. But I think any Taylor Swift would be a good pretty good karaoke song unless you get into like the sad ones that's not a I'm, no for karaoke I do, you like, kind of have to space. keep it upbeat oh yeah that'd you, be good you do i think i want to do blank space see that's maybe. why for me when you keep karaoke upbeat, i like to do like really weird songs from the 80s like um like what africa by toto as long as it's like i hear the rain down in africa i feel like you're a little like me then except like <laughs> it's just like you're gonna do you and live your karaoke life and yeah. people either hop on board like i am not gonna do um you know like uh just a small town girl i'm not doing that to please anybody no i'm gonna do what i want to say you know <laughs> i feel that Okay. Uh, okay. At lucky underscore Noe wants to know most memorable show night, assuming for be more chill, but also company. Okay. I definitely know company. Let me think what my most memorable show night was for be more chill. Be more chill. There are a few. We had a matinee where we were, <laughs> where we <laughs> haven't thought about this a long time. We were real co- We knew that they were making the, um, you know, the, uh, what's it called? The video where they preserve it. Um, oh, the preservation yeah. video. Wow. Which Why I'm just saying on? that like, it's archive video, right? Archive. archive. Thank you. And yes. um, honestly, if you asked the fans, if they would sacrifice their families for that, they might do it. So that makes me, God, I want, I can't even, I can't believe also we, we should talk in a second about how weird this is that this is happening now. And then we'll, Oh yeah. Let's, yeah. Um, but that th- we were doing the archive of, footage video and this like cricket was um in the it was like all the way upstage maybe behind the scenery but it was the loudest thing you have <laughs> ever heard i i wouldn't be shocked if on the um if on the video you just hear this cricket partaking in most of the scenes it's it sounded like a sound effect and it was so cute just chiming in and like any time there was silence you would just hear like the loudest cricket noises you've ever heard cricket <laughs> noises. That was a fun one. Um, there is a, well, this isn't the whole show, but George kind of like sprained his foot one show. So he was hopping around, but then it was fine. Okay. Opening night was incredible. Cause we just had, it was like all our friends and family 
They were very supportive. Um, every show, every single one of that show was fun to do. I, yeah. Oh God, I just love doing that show. And uh, yeah, the cricket might have been the most memorable. memorable. You guys are, if that me. video ever gets released, you guys have to credit him. I actually <laughs> featuring <laughs> cricket. I wonder how he's doing. Maybe featuring he's been doing cricket. some other shows <laughs> to ever in his illustrious career. I wonder who, who represents him. We can get him on this show. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't he's pretty know. busy these days. No. <laughs> career really took off uh, after that. <laughs> uh, you mentioned that we should have to talk about how, how crazy it is that it, yes. all this is happening with the show. Yes. Cause it like, it's, it's been, so we did the show two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe three. I was Maybe 15, three though. I think. Maybe. Oh right? my God. Yeah. Yeah. God. So that's two. crazy. Um, <clears throat> So we did the show. We knew how good it was. Like, mm-hmm. we knew we loved it. We knew everyone who came to see it loved, like, mostly yeah. loved it. Like, there started to be people, like, stage drawing in New Jersey, like, waiting. You know, not <laughs> a lot, like, but a few. Enough that's like, oh, this doesn't really, like, happen in yeah, New Jersey and regional sure. theater, you know? Um, and uh, Ned Vizzini's family came to see it and they loved it oh, and cool. it felt special. It was really special and it was really hard when nothing happened afterwards with it to just kind of let it go, which we can talk about or not. But then it's, you know, we kind of like moved on. We're still all really good friends. We did a concert of it at 54 Belows. Mm-hmm. A lot of times songs will be performed in concert. And then all of a sudden I was in, um, I was in Florida in March, like this past March, doing a show. And all of a sudden, like, I get tagged on Instagram and, like, this piece of fan art. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet that somebody else has been listening to Beyond Two Sides to us. Like, and look at that. Like, that's nice. It's living on. And then the next day, it's like, you've been tagged in 10 pictures. And I was like, huh? So I go looking through it. And then it just, like, from then on, it is mass insanity. Yeah. And it's like... I haven't, I mean, I think about the show all the time, but I haven't done the show in two years, you know? So it's so weird that other people are discovering it and like saying all the things that we like were freaking out about during the whole rehearsal process. Um, and it's, it's really cool and also really makes me miss the show and want to be doing it and be like, yeah, that's right. It should have lived on yeah. a giant ass fan base out there <laughs> for that show. And it's, Oh, it's so good. Um, so it's crazy. It's really, it's really a crazy thing. Yeah. I mean, it really is a show that, I mean, I didn't know about it until I saw, you know, one of the Broadway, like little like Broadway meme accounts that I followed for funny yeah. little text posts was like, Oh, Hey, listen to this. And I was like, Oh, that sounds like a cool show. I was looking to, for a new uh-huh. musical, and then it just exploded. It's insane. You guys it's just insane. had your uh, cast album. It's on like the Billboard yes, Top Nine, right? I, I know. I don't even know what that means. Thank God we made a cast album. Yeah. Um, I think we recorded it like one month after we closed. But uh, I mean, to have yeah. a show be closed for two years and then to be on the Billboard charts of cast albums, it's it's is actually. Insane. Bananas. There have been a couple people. I mean, mostly everyone who comes to companies there for Aaron Tveit. Let's not pretend. But there have been like a couple people, more than a couple, who know Be More Chill really well, and it's so sweet. It's, I, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun, weird 
weird thing. Yeah, oh, for it'd sure. It'd be cool if we could for do sure. it again. That would, I mean, hey, I <laughs> there would be no one opposed to that in, in terms no. of the fans. Um, I mean, and oh, God, we would kill, uh, yeah, we would kill. Yeah, I think it would. <laughs> if you get that cast back together, it would. I know, I, you know, I keep what I, every time I hear that, I get the tiniest bit of anxiety because it's like, I'm, you know, I'm not 16, which is fine. Like, <laughs> but, um, then I like, I found out I'm the exact same, uh, age as George Salazar the other day. And I was like, great, George, we'll be like, um, good. Cause I know no one's <laughs> ever doing this without you. So, like, and then all I can just, uh, we're the same age. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, here's a question about be more chill. At yeah. uh, Liv's Messy Doodles asks, what's your favorite line in Be More Chill? Oh, my God. I have so many. Um, I – oh, and I didn't answer the last part of that. I'll talk oh. about it later. My the com- Whatever. I'll talk okay. about company yes. later. Um, okay. My f- – I have so many. I love the line um, going into the upgrade that is, this is my favorite place behind the school. Um, <laughs> I think it's such a funny line. Joe Trace would laugh every time, every single time. And like there would be, <laughs> there would be rehearsals when everyone like heard it 90 million times. And I'd come out and I'd say it the exact same way because it made me laugh whenever mm-hmm. I said it to myself. And I'd always hear him laugh and it made me so happy. Um, That's, I mean, it's funny because it's like, this is, she has, She's behind the school so frequently that she has a favorite place specifically. Yes, she has multiple places that she likes. What the heck is she doing back there? You don't <laughs> want to know. Um, oh, I mean, Brooke, what's funny is Brooke didn't have a ton of lines. I think she's like a big presence, but she doesn't have a ton of lines. So mm-hmm. I really, like, really loved each one. I love, um, oh, my God. I haven't thought about these in so long, and I don't 100% remember them. I love, Eminem is dead. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I just thought... It's funny that she gets so worked up about it. Yeah. Um, and then also, of course, and this was a rewrite, is um, in Rich Set of Fire. I love, no, I was crying. Oh, yeah, that's, that's actually my favorite. Because yeah. like, um, she's I like, did you see it? And you're like, no, attitude. I was crying. <laughs> I was crying. Um, yeah, I feel like I just said it with a lot more attitude than I ever thought that she had in the song. Um, God, the, yeah, I guess you wouldn't be able to see this or in pictures, but... That I mean, that song was insane. First of all, um, it's like seven minute song, but like <laughs> in that again, this is just because like I just like to eat snacks during rehearsal. <laughs> I, like I'm, I was sitting up for that song. I'm on a catwalk, which took me about two weeks to stop being afraid of. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sitting like cross legged on this catwalk, supposedly in my room, eating a fake banana. <laughs> <laughs> it's. <laughs> so stupid and then like you you have no way of knowing this but then um right after <laughs> chloe sings to me which set a fire and he burned down the house i just threw the banana off stage and god bless <laughs> god bless Stephen bracket for letting, letting us pretty much do whatever stupid thing we wanted to do oh, that's um, so funny yeah uh, is there yeah, a, I think noah's crying is great <laughs> is there a favorite line that you that you didn't get to say that was like that just has like almost broke you every show. Like, is there one that you just yes. thought was so funny? Well, it's not a line, but it's a, ooh, okay. Let me think online, but there's definitely a lyric that I would always stand back with. Um, cause George, uh, Gerard and I would run on to do, oh, Gerard, I haven't seen him forever. Uh, Gerard and I, we'd run on for the end of act one and I wanted so badly to be Jeremy and sing, um, uh, oh shoot. 
da 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 the loser and then the drums go it felt so dramatic da 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 the loser what is it i should probably find out what it's like to not be the loser oh yeah and it felt so dramatic and so like sad and hopeful at the same time and i just like had fantasies of seeing that myself um line wise well, you know, what's funny is we did a reading the year before where I actually played Christine. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, I, we did two readings where I played Christine, um, but then it kind of felt like it didn't feel wrong. It felt a little wrong. It felt mm-hmm. like I was probably Brooke, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but um, so I feel like I got to say a lot of the Christine stuff, which is cool, but I like how Stephanie Shu did it more. <laughs> um <laughs> Mr. Reyes cracked me up. He had a lot of funny lines about hot pockets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's just so many good lines, so many good lyrics. There's just so many lyrics from the, I listened to the whole thing yesterday as Ugh, like a I refresher. Know. And I was like, there's like, it's just, there's so much. I know. Stuff oh, in there. and I love the squip stuff. I love Eric's stuff killed me. Um, when he's being so mean to Jeremy and like, it, it, stop. No. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff. That is, it's, it's so good. Um, okay, here's a question about what you're currently doing. At JM underscore Grimm asks, how hard was it to learn not getting married today for a company? Really hard. Yeah. Really hard. Um, I feel like it's one of those things where you hear it and you go, of course it's hard. And like, that's a hard song. And you read like it's one of the more difficult songs to do. And you don't really know until it's actually happening how hard it is. I started learning that song six weeks before the audition because I was dead set on getting the part. And I knew that that's not a song for an audition. You can go in and not be off book. Um, oh, yeah. There, like, there's no way. You're, you're done if you're holding paper in your hands for that song. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> um, so I started six weeks before the auditions. Um, it's kind of, this is kind of a funny story. I went in early because um, I was going to be out of town doing a show in Florida for the real auditions for company. Mm-hmm. So I went in when they were auditioning people for ragtime to audition for company. So I'd spent six weeks learning the song, went in, was off book. A month later, they had me come in for my call back right before I left town, except they called me back for April by accident. This was, I, th- oh. I, don't, I don't know whose mistake it was, but it was a mistake. And I hadn't looked at the Amy material in about a month. And so then a half an hour before my callback, my manager calls me and is like, they made a mistake. They meant to call you back for Amy. So I hadn't even looked at the song in about a month. And no. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but luckily, and that's the moral lesson, do your work, actors. I remembered it. Um, and then I would say like it was still trouble during rehearsals. And I probably didn't feel like I knew it really well until about... <sighs> four previews in which was like opening essentially and (laughs) even now i i practice it two or three times a day before every show it's just one of those you can't not think about for me i don't know how long it would have to you'd have to be running before it feels like probably have to do it like just it would it would have to be like yeah i don't i don't know i never tried to do this song no i i truly i truly don't even i i truly i truly have no idea i i had nightmares it's so I have fast about it. There's it's so many words. It reminds me of there's a video. Fast. There was like a girl on Ellen who could like read super fast, and that's what it reminds me of. Like just the it goes so fast. 
it goes fast. And like, I started to have like, I feel like a mental breakdown at some point during rehearsal because it felt like, you know, it's an iconic song that a lot of people know. Mm -hmm. And I feel like everybody kind of had a different um, idea of how the song should go. Yeah. And I was like breaking down and there's so many words. And then I usually as a rule, don't like to watch other people's performances of things until like, I'll watch it before the auditions to get an idea. And then I'll put it out in my brain so I can do my own thing. Um, But I went back and I watched all the YouTube videos I could. And I went, oh, yeah, like all these crazies. And they're like massively famous. Sing it however they want. They leave out words. They take breaths and they want. They Like, truly, they leave out so many words that it's silly. <laughs> and I was like, you know, this is just a different breed of song. And like, I know every word and I can sing every word. But it it's going to change every night a little bit. And you like, I need it's different. You can't quite set it the way you would you would another song. Yeah. Um, so once I kind of let myself be okay with that. Um, Has there been a time that, you, that it hasn't gone well? Oh my God. Knock on wood. How dare you? <laughs> um, uh, no. Oh, good. Not, okay. Not for one of the shows, but, but I did have a funny thing where I was going to talk about my, the best night of uh, my favorite night of company, which is oh, yeah. probably one of my favorite nights ever. Um, Stephen Sondheim came to see the show last week. Um, That's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. It's been like a lifelong dream to get to perform for him, let alone perform something like this, you yeah. know, for him. Um, so, so we go out and we're doing the opening number and like, we like, no one would tell us he was there, but we like kind of knew. So I'd say like, we like 85% assumed he was there. Mm-hmm. So we're doing the opening number my and there's like platforms and I was up on the top platform. My earring falls out of my ear. I step on it. It catches the molding on the steps and I fell. Like I slid on my butt down to no. the second platform. Uh-huh. A hundred percent. And it wasn't just, <laughs> it wasn't even just Steven Sondheim. It was like all my friends because they were doing a concert there the next night. And oh, then my no. husband <laughs> and my family. And so it happened and in my head it lasted about 45 minutes, but in reality it was four seconds. Like I think half yeah. the people saw it. And then I went off stage and I was like, okay, well that just happened uh, probably in front of Steven Sondheim. So now you just got to make the song like really good. Like you cannot <laughs> mess up. And by the grace of God, I do not mess up for Steven Sondheim. Oh, that's so. good. I mean, that's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Were you just like, that's, I couldn't even believe it. I was sitting in my dressing room like, I mean, how do you even, like, what do you even say? Like, I just fell on my ass in front of, like, this musical theater icon. Like, I don't know. He probably didn't even notice. It was just a bigger deal than me. Did you guys get to meet him after the show then or no? Yeah. Yeah, he came down. It was amazing. I feel like I could start crying. I've told this story a lot. It's been a week. (laughs) And I haven't fully processed it. But every time I start to talk about it, I'm like, and that he came downstairs to talk to us and he was really lovely and funny. Yeah. That's exciting. That's really cool. That's really, yes. really exciting. That was really cool. So it's probably more about company than you ever wanted to know. <laughs> no, I mean, that's a amazing story <laughs> and an amazing experience that probably factors into this next question, uh, which is favorite backstage moment. I can't definitely how, that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you could have a better backstage <sighs> moment than meeting Steven Sondheim. I don't, I honestly don't know how you can either. Um, I'm trying to think of what I would have answered last week before that. You structure your time like before Sondheim and after I mean, Sondheim. I, yeah, pre PS, pre Sondheim. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. I love being backstage. I think it's so fun to like be with other actors back there and like having conversations and then just like all of a sudden you're on stage. Um, I don't think I've had anything. What about for Be More Chill? Crazy. For Be More Chill. Oh, we had um, a bunch of quick changes that were so funny and fun because <laughs> it, it it's like six of us crammed in one little section frantically pulling clothes on and off. Um, <laughs> and then so that we can like make it out in time to be in a classroom that that was always really, really fun to do with everyone. It felt like mass pandemonium. Also, I hate changing costumes, so I'd prefer a quick change. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I'm trying to think like, cause most of my scenes were with Chloe, with Caitlin. Yeah, and there was also like a really silly exit that we would do where, <laughs> where it would start to thunder and like we would just grab the chairs and dramatically leave and it got like bigger and bigger and stupider <laughs> and stupider. Um, yeah, that was always good. I think like once I smacked someone with a chair. We're fine. Oh. We're fine. Everyone's fine though. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, at Wise Owl three 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 says, "What is your favorite song to sing from Be More Chill?" Oh, that would probably change every night. I love. Clearly, I love. Do you want to ride? I think mm-hmm. it's hysterical. It's very fun. It was very hard for me to to do originally because it's like I don't think I play a lot of overtly sexy characters, and I think <laughs> that um. I'm kind of goofy, but like once I kind of got past that and I was like, oh, she just kind of thinks she's being hot, but she's not really, then that got easier. Um, so that was always really fun. Um, I love, love, love doing uh, Rich Set of Fire because I, um, I've never worked, well, actually until, until not getting married. I don't think I've ever worked that hard physically on a stage, like out of breath to the point every show where you're like, can I keep going? Is this going to happen? <laughs> and then like, you have the conversation every night and you're like, but it has to happen because no one else is going to do it. And that's my job and I'm supposed to do it. So then you just do it. Um, and there are these moments in rich set of fire when we were like supposed to shoot up like popcorn. And I was like, this is how I'm going to die. Every time we do the clap, <laughs> I was like, this is how I'm going to die. Like I'm just going to collapse. And then I never did. Um, Especially if you said you're not really a dancer, like that's a, no. I mean, that is a dance number. That is a dance Abs- number. It's a full blown, um, cheerleader dance number, which I feel like I have never done. We also have one in company right now called side by side where, um, it just makes me uh, laugh because it's like, it's not that hard, but I feel like a dancer because I'm moving in time <laughs> and like accenting things. Um, those are probably my top two. The whole show was so exciting to do. Mm-hmm. Every, I mean, every time we came out for anything, it was a ton of fun. I almost had a mental breakdown once during... Um, pitiful children like i was tapped out my dancer brain um because there's a lot of like we called it i think it's called tutting there's like a lot of hand stuff and finger stuff and i remember that our assistant choreographer um caleb would um take us out and like sharpen it and fix things and i just like i just lost it once i was started crying and i was like no 
He goes, well, I think you're supposed to move on the other foot. I went, no, definitely not. No, we were told this foot. And you saw everybody, <laughs> everybody kind of was like, okay, don't say anything. <laughs> don't say anything. She's losing it. <laughs> but everything was, was really, really fun for a different reason. Is there a song that you didn't get to sing that, uh, that you would have just killed that you were like every mm-hmm. night you wanted? It was, oh, well, you know, what's funny is, um, so clearly like the, everyone loves Michael in the bathroom. Duh. Oh, um, yeah. it's, it's insane. No one's going to sing it better than George Salazar. I don't think, although I've heard actually, you know, Seth Elliser has sung it and he's wonderful. I don't know if you know him. He's an actor. Um, but we all loved, uh, George's version, mm-hmm. but the sound guy who was really sweet, um, told me that it was hysterical because every night when he got to the end of the song, he said, I don't know how many of us are in the cast. Somebody else probably knows. It's like 10 of us or something. Every night, everyone was um, doing a change before their rich set of fire and was by themselves singing. And he's like, there is 14 part harmony. I'm hearing that no one else could hear over everyone's mic, but he could hear because the mics just weren't on. So it's, it's like you get to the end and I, I feel like I would always be like, well, I can't do it now if he's not singing. But it's just everyone was singing their own insane harmony. I that love that everyone so cool. everyone had their own kind of ritual with that, but nobody knew what anyone else was doing, which I thought was really sweet. That is. Yeah. All right. Well, that is all the questions that we have. If we didn't get so to your question, questions, I'm very, very sorry. You know, there is only so much time. This can't be a two hour podcast. <laughs> I keep talking and I talk a lot. So. <laughs> uh, all right. Is there anything that you want to uh, shamelessly plug right now? Oh, uh, well, this is the first time I'm going home to New York with um out a show. So first I'll just plug myself as an actor. Hi, I'm around. Um, <laughs> No, I think I'm going to, when I get back to New York, I'm, I'm going to try to do some music shows. I don't have any actual dates set up right now um, off the top of my head, but uh, keep a lookout for those, I guess. I'm going to have some new songs I want to share. Because you do your own original music too, yeah. which is great. Yeah, I do that. I do that a lot. Yeah. You have your EP out. Where can the people find that? I do. They can find that on Spotify. Uh, just look up Lauren Marcus, Never Really Done With You. Um, iTunes, you can find it there. Purchase it. Why not? Yeah. Um, Don't just do that yeah. Spotify free. She'll get like yeah. a half of a cent for each play. So just buy it, people. Support, buy support it. your artists. And you can go find, actually, I made a music video for um, a song called I Got the One That Got Away Back and um, featuring uh, honeymoon footage um, in the bridge of the song of me and Joe Iconis, writer of Be More Chill. So, That's yeah. cool. That's very, very mm-hmm. cool. Um, and where can they find you on social media? Social media, I'm at Lauren Marcus on um, Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm such a grandma. I try to keep <laughs> up. I try to keep up. I've been really good about responding on um Instagram and I'm trying on Twitter, but I'm, I'm on there too. Lauren Marcus <laughs> and laurenmarcus.com. <laughs> yes. And you can find me on Instagram at Broadway beat podcast on Twitter at B way beat podcast. Um, you can also find this depending on where you're listening. You can find the podcast on iTunes and on my website, uh, which is broadwaybeatpodcast.com. Um, it's, it's not the best website, but it is a website and I have one. Uh, <laughs> Yay! And, uh, yeah, have a, have a great day, everyone. If you're listening to this, no matter if there's 10 minutes left in your day, have a great day. Bye guys. Bye.